Before we get started, we want to tell you about a great up-and-coming podcast, Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. This podcast covers all things hockey and NHL, regular season, playoffs, free agency, even fantasy. Believe me, if it involves hockey, these guys are going to discuss it. So, if you're a lifelong hockey fan or new to the sport, this podcast is perfect for you. Again, the name of the podcast is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Not to be confused with two girls in one cup. Very different thing. Do not, believe me, do not search that. What you want to check out is two guys, a league, and some guests. New episodes drop every Wednesday and can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the We Got Balls podcast. My name is Steve Trudeau. Thank you for joining us today. As always, joined by my co-host, Emmanuel Pacheco. Buddy, how you doing? Woohoo! It's good to have you. Special guest today, we are happy to have Benny of the Last Wicket podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Benny. Hey guys, thank you for having me on. Well, we wanted to have you on because, you know, we, we talked a little bit on the... Uh, offline on a different platform and uh this guy man i'm telling you i don't know if you're into wicked or not or wicked if you're into cricket or not but the last wicked podcast fantastic the guy knows what he's doing knows cricket like crazy and we're in offices we have no idea about the sport and we just want to we want to learn so we're happy to have you to teach us the way of cricket today and listen i i was told to research and i now know less <laughs> about cricket after i research because now i have a lot of i think they're myths about cricket that i want to well well, first of all, listen. Thank you, guys, thank you guys so much for having me. And listen, I I heard you guys, you know, plug the last weekend podcast on your episode. I think it was the Squid Games episode. Um, and I listened to you guys. You guys were hilarious. But I'm not gonna lie. It felt. I'm not gonna say I was physically hurt, but emotionally, just listening to you guys talk about cricket, and I was like, oh no, that's wrong. That's not true. And like, I wanted to come on and just kind of really lay out the truth of the game so i'm really glad that you guys have given me a chance to come on i have to i have to be honest with you so we were plugging your podcast and i said hey emmanuel i i plugged the the podcast before i'm like hey can you do me a favor and you know plug this cricket podcast from right in the middle of the middle of the episode and he's like yeah sure and he came off sounding like he's never heard of the word cricket before it was so <laughs> bad so i apologize i want to say it's... again check out the last wicked <laughs> podcast emmanuel you screwed up the first time but completely <laughs> you know you screwed it up but it's silver lining is we got benny here today so oh, yeah no like so we got a mad so this is what we got to do <laughs> we tried this with sponsors we try to piss off sponsors so badly so by having oh, like, that's weird, a good tactic weird yeah. ass like commercials for them that are completely <laughs> destroying their brand and then we're hoping that they call us back so this is working listen we're, i know i know you guys one. said you've done you you guys said you've done your research but i'm not sure i i, I still want to hear what it is that you guys actually found out <laughs> Well, we'll get into that. I want to ask you this, Benny. So, like, the first and foremost, I want to understand, like, why are you so passionate about this game of cricket? Like, what brought you? What's your your beginning, your foundation with cricket? Because I want to know a little bit about more you and what drives you to love this game. Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you who may not know me, and I'm pretty sure that's all of you. Uh, so, I'm actually from India. Uh, I, I was born um, to Indian parents in Saudi Arabia. 
And uh, that's where I had my childhood. And then I went back to India for a while and then moved, moved to the U.S. about 15, 16 years ago. Uh, so when I was 10 years old, I was living in Saudi Arabia. And if you guys know anything about it, it's a soccer crazy nation. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so at that time, all I followed was soccer. And it was my dad who introduced me to cricket uh, as a way of him staying connected with his roots, you know, because India is cricket crazy. And it was the 1996 World Cup going on, the Cricket World Cup going on at that time. And he said, hey, let's go watch this at our friend's place. And I tagged along. And the first game that I followed since then, it's been 26 years, going on 26 years. And I've pretty much stopped following every other sport. I only watch cricket. I only follow cricket. Uh, and to answer your question, what is it about it? It's hard to really put it in words. So I would say... If you watch a cricket game, well, I would say give it at least three or four games and you will discover for yourself. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, so first myth, a, a cricket game can go for five days? That is true. Okay, so we're not watching three games. No, so I well, learned this. There are three different yeah. variations. Yes, There's correct. one that lasts that about correct. two to three hours, and it depends on how many pitches I believe you get. Um, then there's one that's a right. full day game, and then there's one that's unlimited, right? Well, unlimited, it's probably a little bit of a stretch, but it, it is five days. It could yeah. feel like it's going on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Second myth. Uh -huh. I hear that they don't have a pee break until the end of the game. No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> what, they I'm would definitely. You. That's why it's called a myth. For a pee See, break. First myth. First myth busted. Consider <laughs> annual. the next stage of the myth manual. We have a guest on, and the second thing you ask him is about <laughs> athletes pissing. Are you serious? I'm hey, you, that's important to him. I get these it. Are myths. These are people who think they know cricket are saying these, spewing these lies. Many I people say. I can uh, see why people would think it's ridiculous. If players, human beings, are not allowed to go on a pee break, that, that would be insane. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Okay. So let's, let's get to the grassroots of this. So let's kind of to scale back for those who are unfamiliar with the game. I'm going to explain to you my understanding sure. of the game, and maybe you can kind of correct me in some of these things. So, um, Do you want me to wait till you finish, or do you want me to just stop you and be like... You can no, just give me like a wave of the finger, yeah. like I'm a tumbo Raise finger. Your finger. <laughs> Raise your finger. Raise your you finger. Can, any, right. You can pick any finger too, so feel free. If I'm egregiously wrong, <laughs> just go with a different one. But um, okay. So yeah, so each team has 11 players, one substitute. And um, each team gets to go through their lineup from 1 to 11, right, before the game's over, both sides. Um, and the idea is to get each each one of the 11 players out, correct? Um, there's well, 10 out of the 11, but I'm yes. sorry, yeah, so there's 10 active players. Um, there's many ways to get them out. We don't have to get into that, that right now. And essentially, right. you go through all 10 on both sides, and at the end of the day, whoever has the most points wins. There's many ways to score points. Um, you can run from one wicket to the other. It's one point. You could hit a ball to the outfield wall. I, I'm going to call it an outfield. I'm sure it's not the correct name. If it hits the wall, it's three. And then obviously, I'm going to call it the wrong name, the home run ball, right, over the over the wall, uh, six points. So I know there's a lot of ways to get people out. We can kind of get into that later. But so far, is that a general foundation level understanding of what yeah, the game is? Yeah, I would say is? about 90 to 95% of what you said is true. Okay. Um, so yes, there are 11 players uh, for each team. But like you did your research. I'm sorry, Wait, go ahead. 12. 
There's 11, and then don't you have a, a, a 12th man? Here comes injury? more so, myths, more rumors. Many people okay, are saying. Hey, see, I have all the myths. I have all the myths. <laughs> so let me clarify about the 12th man. Now, there is a there is a concept of a 12th man. I was right. Cricket, I was right. But the 12th man is not involved in the game. Yeah. So he's more of someone who comes on if a player gets injured uh, and they need an extra player on the field, that's where the 12th man comes in. Otherwise, he's just carrying drinks. That's really... So important. he's the water he's boy. He's a manual. He's, he's the water oh, boy. If... I love my favorite, my favorite, my favorite player of the game for all games is the water boy. Oh, God. Yeah. So right? yeah, there we go. if we were a cricket team, Emmanuel, you would absolutely be the 12th man. No <laughs> offense. <laughs> Listen, the 12th man still has an important role to play. Yeah. He's the one who comes in and kind of geese up the guys and says, hey, you still got this. Or he passes instructions from the coach because unlike most American sports, the coach is not actively involved while the game is going on. The coach can just sit back and has no input whatsoever, but he can send instructions through the 12th man to the players in the middle. So, Emmanuel, you're like a telephone, so that's good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, all right. So yeah, we that's the general foundation. Did I miss anything else with the with the general like basic layer of how cricket is scored and and how the game progresses? No, you're right. But like you mentioned earlier, uh, there are three formats, right? So yeah. one, which you mentioned earlier, was it goes on for five days. And here's the thing: this was uh, this was. So let me start with the origins, and then I'll get into the formats, yeah, right? Yeah. So cricket really originated in the 1500s in England. And I, I, I remember you guys were talking about this during the Squid Games episode about where this word cricket originated from. So cricket originated from the word crick, uh, which is basically a shepherd's staff, uh, because shepherds would be playing this game where they would use the gate to, you know, the sh where the sheep you know are enclosed. They would use that as the wicket, so to speak. So when someone huh. throws a ball... The batter misses the ball and it hits the, the gate. The gate. Yeah, the guy is out. So cricket started from basically was origin. The origin is the staff, which is crick. Uh, so this started in the 1500s, and you know they used to play it for 400, 500 years. Well, let's say 300 years, because there are so many historical accounts of cricket being mentioned in you know English historical accounts. Uh, but the international games probably started in 18 let me see here uh it started in 1844 uh the first inter international game was between united states and canada uh and united states promptly lost the game oh but... no don't oh. say that <laughs> so since then uh we've been having international games and from 1844 the only format of the game was the five-day game so the five-day game was uh the format where both teams will get two goes at you know they would get two innings essentially where all 10 to 11 players get to bat and they bat till all 10 of them get out and then the next team comes in or the other team comes in to bat and it doesn't matter what they score okay uh because they get two goes so for instance uh let me give you an example let's say it's a game between the united states and canada the united states gets to bat first uh they score 250 points it's actually called runs in cricket uh, they score 250 runs they get all out and then canada comes into bat and they score about let's say 275 and they get all out but they lead by 25 right now the united states comes to bat a second time and they have to score as they just need to score more than canada essentially at this point right so let's say they score 150 
and get all out. Now Canada but has to since, score more than the difference. Well, but Canada score has is already uh, is already leading by twenty five. Mm-hmm. So they just need to get twenty five runs less. So instead of what the United States scored, they scored twenty five runs uh, twenty five runs less than the United States to win the game. I feel like I made it sound more complicated it's than it actually is. Cumulative, right? It's basically cumulative. Yeah, it's just cumulative. That's that's right. That but they've got five days, and you would not believe there are so many games which end in draws. So basically, they play five days, they don't get a result. Mm. And back in the... I don't remember the exact year, but this was in the early part of the 20th century. I think it was England and Australia who tried out the concept of a timeless test. So they said, well, we're not going to limit ourselves to five days. We're going to just play till there's a result. Guess what? They kept playing and there was no result and they had to stop because the team had to catch their ship back to go home. Jesus. So they essentially had to <laughs> abandon the game. Anyway. This is how you get hooked. You say, just watch a game. Right. <laughs> game and you'll be hooked. Yeah, but if they're like three months long, there's a problem. Well, Emmanuel, I assume that, you know, they, they go to bed, they take breaks. They're not playing 24 hours right. a day, so, Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. It, it is. So, for example, uh, and each day of the test match is split, right? So they play for two hours. Then they break for lunch, the 40-minute lunch. And then they play two hours. Then they break for tea, which still happens to this day. I like this. I I like like this a lot. (laughs) They break for tea, and then they play another two hours, and then they're done for the day. And then they come back the next day and do it all over again. So five days, six hours of playing time each day, 30 hours. And at the end of those 30 hours, they may still not be a result. Now, I have a very important question. When they take lunch... I imagine because mm-hmm. it's English people, they're very polite. I mean, they they act proper and polite. So, do they have lunch together? Do they sit down and have tea? Like that was a great match, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Probably back in those days, but not anymore. Uh, now we live in a completely different world. Now teams are a lot more close. They're still, you know, pals, but uh, during the game, no, it's they have their own dining rooms and stuff. And there's rivalries, correct? Oh yeah, there yeah. are some intense, oh, intense, yeah. real intense rivalries in cricket. So I live in Toronto, right? So just outside of Toronto, Canada. And we have cricket games that are going on on the soccer fields every weekend. Every weekend. So, And I know that my friends who play cricket talk about these rivalries all the time. And I don't know how to follow them. This is a lie. You can't trust. 100%. First first reason why you know he's lying, he doesn't have friends. And secondly, (laughs) if he had friends, they don't play cricket. That is true. (laughs) But go ahead, Emmanuel. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So I heard about a game that had a billion viewers that watched, uh-huh. and that was basically and I know what the, between India and Pakistan. That is right. So a billion viewers. That's a lot. That is the biggest rivalry in sport, I would say, yeah. because you, we talk about rivalries in sports, you know, in soccer, the NFL, you know, whatever it is. But in terms of numbers, you can't beat billion uh, because yeah. you have two of the well, India is probably the second most populous country in the world. Right. And it's yeah. a cricket crazy country, and it's very similar in Pakistan. And it's a historical rivalry. You know, India and Pakistan were pretty much one country under British rule till 1947, and they split right. into two countries. To this day, there are a lot of political tensions. So right. whenever there's a sporting encounter, it, everything is amped up. Yeah. So Got it. Yeah, okay. it gets very intense and very serious whenever there's a game between India and Pakistan. Now, I want, I want to get back to some of the basics for some of the folks who are sure. unfamiliar with the game. But before we get to that, so is there in India, I'm just curious, is there like a second sport that's even close to cricket in popularity? Or is cricket by far like leaps and bounds the most popular in sport in India? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By, <laughs> I would say 
probably cricket is number one, two, three, and four. Right. And yeah. then probably you have field hockey. Wow, that's number um, two. Yes. Huh. You know, and, and India has a very good historical record in they've actually won Olympics gold medals in hockey. No, uh, that's Canada how good once. Field Canada hockey once. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Hockey is, is a Canadian game <laughs> as well. Right. Well, but so, yes. So apart from cricket, there's field hockey. Uh, soccer is probably third, I would say. Um, but yes, cricket by far. Okay. You know, every day there's kind of like how in, in American sports media, we kind of really dissect like the, the lives of sportsmen. And, you know, we want to know everything about them. That's how it is with cricketers in mm. India. Ah, okay. So I have a question. Is the is there the bad boy of cricket? Is there let's, a bad boy of cricket? Let's, other let's, than Benny. Other than Benny, no. is there a bad boy of cricket? <laughs> these these are know. good questions, man, but let's first, for the audience who are unfamiliar with cricket, let's get some of the basics down. I want to get into all the wacky stuff. Trust me, if you're listening, we're going to get to the fun stuff. But let's understand the game first, because that's, that's what we really want to do today. Is we want to educate the audience about the game of cricket and let them have a base level understanding. So we understand that yeah. you have an inning where you go through all of your batters, all 10 or 11. I'm sorry, was it 10, 10 or 11? So it, it's 11 players, but 10, 10 outs. Okay, so 10 outs. Um, that brings you to the point of the out. So you want to get all of them out if you're the defending team. So what are the different ways to get a player out, right? Could you explain that to me? Yeah, sure. So, and listen, and I get this pushback from a lot of my friends here uh, in the U.S. who are not familiar with cricket. They say it's a very complicated sport. And sometimes I say, well, I think it's fair in some ways. Can I just say something? I watched before this podcast. My my, my knowledge base is based off a five-minute YouTube video. And I learned cricket <laughs> so much faster than someone would try to learn baseball. Try to explain someone baseball. Yeah, Have fun I, with that one. True. True. I, I would agree. I've never really understood baseball. But uh, but yeah, so in cricket, there are so many different ways to get out. So uh, for those who are listening and who don't really understand what I'm talking about, just pull up like an image, uh, like a Google search, you know, like an image search of like a cricket field or uh, just like a fielding, just type cricket fielding positions um, in, in your Google search. So there are two sets of sticks on either side. Well, let me, let me start with the, the actual dimensions, right? So cricket is played on a circular or an oval field, uh, and there's a 22-yard long rectangular pitch in the middle. And so at any point in time, when, when the two teams are playing, there are 11 players from one team on the field, all 11. And then two players from the other team on the field. So there's 11 players from one team, two from the uh, other team, the opposition, and then you have two umpires uh, on the field. And these two, the two players from one, the, the team that are on the field, they are the batters because it can only be two batters at a time. So, one, you know, one of them stand at either end of the pitch. And so there's a person who's selected from, so there's the fielding team and the batting team, right? The batting team has two batters. Now the fielding team will select a player to essentially go and pitch the ball or, you know, basically we call it bowling. Mm -hmm. They bowl the ball to the batter. Uh, and that person is called a bowler. And he gets six goes at a time. So he goes and he runs in and he bowls it, you know, six consecutive balls. Or, uh, and then he'll switch over to someone else. He'll bowl six. And then again, someone else will come on and bowl six at a time. So these six sets, or I should say this uh, set of six deliveries, it's called an over. 
So in a one day game, and we didn't talk about this yet, but you know, test match have five days, but there's another format of the game, which is played just for one day and it could go on for eight hours. But in that format of the game, each team get 50 overs. So an over is where, you know, it's six balls at a time. So you get six into 50, which is about 300 wow. times of bowlers coming into bowl. So you're capping the amount of times you can go through the lineup, yes. essentially. Correct. It's capped at 50, and each team gets about 50 overs to score how many ever they can. And how many overs does a bowler get every time? So each bowler gets a maximum of 10 in the one-day format. Now, we have a shorter format, too, which you may see more highlights of uh, or clips on YouTube. That's called 2020. Uh, now, that lasts for four hours, the entire game. And in that, each team is given 20 overs, which is why it's so much shorter. And in that, each player gets four overs. They're capped at four. Okay. So the different ways, uh, honestly, there are so many, and there are some really arcane ones which happen once in a few years. And they have to pull up the rule books and kind of like confirm, like, yes, that is a way someone can get out. But the most common ones are, so when a bowler bowls, runs in and bolts it at the batter, and if the batter misses and it hits those sticks, which are called stumps, yep. that is one way you can get out. Which is similar to the idea back in the day we were discussing about the shepherds throwing the ball and hitting the fence, essentially. It's right, trying to exactly. hit the, the object behind the batter. Exactly. Now, I have another question, though, but what happens if you're in the way and you hit the person? Well, he'll get to that. That's a, that's another way to get out, so he'll get to that. Okay. So that segues into another type of dismissal called leg before wicket. Ah, okay. So, But this is very specific, yeah. though. It doesn't mean if you miss the ball and it hits any part of your body, you're out. That's not the case. I got so, you. I got you. I researched this, Benny. You'd be proud of me. <laughs> if the referee determines that the ball was going to hit the wicket, but it hits the player's leg beforehand that player is deemed out because he's interfering with the play with his body. Correct. The ball has to be in line with the stumps. Like at the, at the time it hits the batter, uh, it has to be in line with the stumps and you have to predict with a certain level of confidence that yes, if it hadn't hit his body, it was going to go ahead and hit the sticks. That's probably the second or third most common, but I would say the most common form of uh, the dismissal uh, of a batter uh, who's going to get out is if the batter hits the ball straight to one of the other players on the field and they catch it, that's an out. But it doesn't, it shouldn't pitch on the ground, right? right. It shouldn't okay. bounce. Got it. And it should go straight to the a fielder. Now, I have a question because obviously, American sports fans, they, they think of like a baseball player with a glove catching a fly ball in the outfield. I imagine that catching one of these balls in cricket must be extremely difficult because you have no gloves, you're barehanding it, and I don't know what the makeup of the ball is, but it's got to be pretty tough to right. catch this, right? It is a hard leathered ball. Um, I would say it weighs about 160 grams. Um, I don't even know how we, we would <laughs> I don't know. kind of understand how heavy that is, but... Uh, have you heard? Have you was... ever held a lacrosse ball before? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm wondering if it's no, similar no, to lacrosse ball in, in weight and dimensions, but sorry. It is really heavy, and I'll tell you this. People have died when they've got hit on the head by a cricket ball. Okay, oh. we're going to stop here. We're going to stop here. <laughs> how many people have died? This is common thing. People are dying on the cricket field all the time? We had... Uh, a very famous, a tragic, but very famous incident that happened a few years ago in Australia. Uh, one of the rising cricketers, he was probably 23 years old, and he was considered like a future Australian great. 
who's going to become like the captain and you know the whole like in the cricket world we had very high expectations that it was going to go and go ahead and break a lot of records uh but uh very sadly uh in a kind of like a domestic game that's when you know it's just between the states um he got hit on the on the back of his neck Oof. and it it got right under the helmet where you know the part of the, yeah. the neck that was not protected by the helmet uh it hit the base of his neck and he collapsed and within like probably under 10 minutes he was pronounced dead on the field wow um and so this was probably like about i'm, I'm going to say it's 2014 so 7 years ago uh but there was another cricketer who was a fielder he stood very close uh to the batter and when the batter hit the ball uh he got it flush on his head and he died as well okay so this happens like i know people people say ball. people say football is the most dangerous game i've never heard of anyone just dying on the football field like this two people dying in cricket which is insane <laughs> this i am saying it yeah. right now cricket is the most dangerous game in the world yeah and i'm telling you it's because of the ball right like so for example when we were kids uh we never used to play with that kind of a ball we would play with tennis balls okay we would uh we would play essentially we would call it tennis ball cricket which is you know uh but in international cricket at the international level they play with these hard leather balls which is why um so for example a few years ago i, I don't know if you guys are know who Piers Morgan is yes, yes. we know so we know is. him yeah. yes okay so he is a big cricket fan or a big cricket nut Uh but if you know anything about Piers Morgan he loves to bluster right he has a lot of bravado um he was trash talking this Australian cricketer saying oh i could kind of play you out easily so the Australian cricketer was like all right we'll bring it on why don't you come on uh, we'll have like a side like a nets you know where the players practice i'll i'll bowl some you know and this guy's like one of the fastest bowlers in the world so he he can bowl like at 100 miles an hour easily So 100 miles an hour that piece of rock yeah you need to be really good as a player as a batter never forget a player you need to be good as a batter so Piers Morgan went with all his bravado he got hit two or three times on his body and the broadcasters essentially had to say listen we don't want to get him killed on live tv some of us so would want st- him some of us would have wanted to be going. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure people were very happy on social media when he was getting hit it was like <laughs> wow finally this is some sort of release but it was very dangerous because you re- you need to be really good and really uh high skilled to play that it is a very hard uh ball and so i would say um You're right at some level it is a very dangerous game if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Okay. So there's a caveat. You can be safe, just know what you're doing. Let's take a quick break to tell you about one of my favorite baseball podcasts, The Team of Rivals podcast. This baseball-focused podcast covers all the latest MLB news and information. The hosts are not only knowledgeable about the game, but bring laughs and fun conversation along the way. The crew also dabbles in pop culture talk as well, which is great for those down weeks when the hot stove isn't roaring. So whether you're a lifelong baseball fan or new to the game, check out the Team of Rivals pod. Trust me, it's definitely worth a listen. New episodes drop weekly and can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, back to the show. 
All right, so we we, we covered um, catching the ball out. We covered hitting hitting the uh, the sticks behind the player. Now I know there's also a way if you get like let's say a slap hit and they can and you're trying to run the base or I don't know if I'm, I'm using the terms or I'm I'm thinking like baseball but you're running from wicket or wicket to wicket or right? is that the right. correct term? Um, they can get you out by getting the ball and hitting the wicket on the other side before you get there. Correct. That is correct. That is called run out, right? So for example, in baseball, well. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't, I'm not very familiar with baseball rules, but um, like, so the batter, let's say he he swings the bat and tries to hit the ball, and there's one or two options, right? So either he hits the ball and he gets an opportunity to run, because if the ball is not crossing the field and going all the way to the ropes, he still has to run. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. He's not going to get any points for it. Yes. He's not going to get yeah. any okay. runs for it. So they will. So the two batters who are on the field, they have to run back and forth by the time the ball is returned either to the bowler or on the other end, the only player in the fielding team who has gloves on catcher, he's called the wicket keeper. Okay. The wicket um, keeper. So the, the ball is either returned to the wicket keeper at one end or is returned to the bowler. And the two batters will have to make sure they cross and get in their places because if they're out of their ground and they, let's say the bowler or the keeper, they catch the ball they see the batter is still out of the ground, they can knock the stumps down and that guy is out. Now, who can uh, knock the stumps down? Does it have to only be the keeper? Or if I have, like, let's say I have a cannon in the outfield, then can I, can I throw it as hard as I can and hit those stumps myself just by you, being accurate? Correct. Oh. Correct. That is very hard to do, but it is thrilling. As a cricket fan, it is an amazing sight to watch when a guy from, like, somewhere out of the field can just hit it. throws in this rocket throw and it goes all the way. And it's very hard to do because imagine... You, you can't see probably one, only one stick right. when you're kind yeah. of far out in the outfield. So it is very hard to do, but there are players at the international level who can do it. And just for the audience, so if they were to imagine these stumps, like how much width do you have between the last stump and the first stump? So like, let's imagine I'm trying to throw this ball from the field and hit this target. Like how many, let's say in inches or feet, how wide is this? How much room do I have to hit it? Are you talking about the ground dimensions or just on the just pitch? between the last wicket or the last stump and the, the first stump? So if I'm trying to throw it from the field and hit the stump myself with this one, one of these amazing throws, how much how much area do I have to hit it? Like how big is the box? Oh, uh, I don't know the exact measurements, but just imagine three sticks kind of clumped together. That's not a lot. Is no, it? it's got to be so oh, small. So you have to hit the actual stick. Yes, you, you have to yes. hit this trick. Which right, makes right. it so right. difficult from, I don't know how, right. like yards, 10, 30, 40 I would yards recommend, away. I would recommend to your listeners, just Google cricket runouts, best cricket runouts. You're going to see some amazing and acrobatic throws. And it just will blow your mind, even if you don't really know too much about the game. Nice. Yeah, and I did do some research and the weight of the cricket ball is the same as a Auburn cottontail rabbit. Oh, thank you. A, yeah, I'm just making sure that. No, we no, understand. no, no. That's fine. Just leave it. It's the cottontail rabbit. I'm sure all the listeners will be like, "Oh, right. I've held, I've held <laughs> I've so held many a, Auburn rabbits I've held before." A rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly I've held a rabbit about. before. Emmanuel, yeah. Emmanuel, <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? I what? I had to just. We <laughs> have company. Jesus. All right. So we covered the three of the main ways. Is there any other big way of getting a player out besides the run out, uh, catching it, or hitting the stumps behind them? We don't. I know there's at least ten ways to get players out, but like the main ways, does that kind of cover the main, the main ways of getting players out? 
it covers the main ways. There are some, I mean, cricket is also a, sometimes I would say is an amusing sport where even for people who, like me, who've been following it for 20 plus years, sometimes things happen on the field where we just say, oh, can only happen in cricket. Uh, one way a, a batter can get out is called timed out. I've heard that. So a batter, if he gets out and the next batter has this very specific window to get onto the field. So let's say anywhere between 60 to 90 seconds. If he's not on there, he's timed out. Emmanuel, this is this is when you were talking about not peeing. <laughs> this is why you don't yeah, yeah. pee during cricket because you don't want to time out. Yeah, yeah. No, so this is I guess what about. we've had players timed out because they were in the bathroom and they couldn't See? get out in time. See? See? Had to have been number two, though. Right. Had to have been Somehow number two. I was right. it was probably... So players have to plan it out. They plan out their schedules well. Uh, I would totally lose. I would be timed out. Of it. You know what they say? Well, you got to go. You got to go, man. I don't know. But I do have some like some more like less, um, you know, setup oriented question, more strategy for you. I'm very curious about like sure. how crickets manage. And the first thing I have is so like obviously in American sports, there's all different um, like let's say baseball, for example. Right. You think of it as a very skilled game, but there are also players that are great athletes. So when it comes to cricket, right. I'm curious, what makes a great cricket player? Is it more of a skill base where I'm very good at hitting? Um, do you maybe have players that aren't great hitters, but are just fantastic fielders or maybe great bowlers? So how do you make up a team? Are you trying to just get the guys who can get the most points in bat? Or are there guys specifically on a roster that are tailor-made to be a bowler or just be a great fielder? So it, it is the latter. So cricket is a very highly specialized game in terms of roles. So in let if a team comprises of 11 players for a game, you cannot pack the entire 11 with just good batters. They could be the most amazing batters in the game, but if they're, they don't know how to bowl, guess what? They're going to get their asses kicked. So it's all about balance. It's all about the team composition in that case. So in an ideal team, right? You need probably anywhere between six to seven batters of the highest quality. Um, it'll be great if one of them could also be a wicket keeper because that is a very highly specialized position. Nobody can just like take some gloves and you know say, I'm gonna keep. Guess what? If you miss and the ball hits your face, we've had wicket keepers who've lost their eyesight. Jesus. Wow. Because again, the most dangerous it. game in the world. Right. Wow. Right, like coming so, really like MMA. Holy so cow. you want to save one spot for the wicked keeper, uh, like a specialized wicked keeper, or have one of the six guys know how to keep, and then the remaining four or five you want bowlers, right? They don't have to be great batters. Like how batters don't have to be great bowlers, bowlers don't have to be great batters. As long as you have the composition right, you have six good batters, five good bowlers. That's a great team. So, and those five bowlers can be different types of bowling. So, for example, a bowler can run, you know, run very fast and deliver the ball at a very high speed, like fast and straight. That's called a fast bowler. There's also another type of bowling. It's called spin bowling. Now, that's a lot slower, but the deviation is more. So, if the ball pitches somewhere, it's going to like, after pitching, it's going to deviate either to the right or to the left. And now, just a quick question. So, in cricket, you are allowed to bounce the ball, correct? Before it before it yes. gets to the, to the batter. Yes. So, that is, is there a strategy as far as when you are doing the spin bowling? Is is the spin happening after it hits the ground, or is it more like in the air, almost like a curveball in baseball, where it's moving in the air? Now, so now you're really getting into like the technical part okay. of the game because guess what? That's very very highly 
skilled bowlers can do that. Not every bowler can do that. So yes, when they're bowling spin, you can either have some movement in the air before it hits the gr ground. But again, not everyone can do that. And it takes years of practice, years of hard work to perfect it. And people at the highest level, there are only very few of them who can do that. But the most common and the, probably the more easier way to have the ball deviate once it hits the ground, because that's a lot more easier to practice for, a lot easier to, you know, kind of replicate and repeat and repeat. Uh, but yes, there are different ways to get that movement because it's all about movement in cricket. In baseball, again, forgive me if I'm way oversimplifying this, but, you know, a guy pitches, you know, and the ball will have, what, a certain level of deviation or kind of like a curve. Mm -hmm. But in cricket, when as a batter, when you're batting there, the ball can come fast at you. It can come straight and fast. Or it can pitch somewhere else and then kind of turn towards you. Or it can pitch somewhere else and then pitch, you know, kind of to your right. As a batter, you're going to face all kinds in the amount of time that you are there. So you as a batter will have to prepare ahead of time. You got to like know who are the players in the opposition, right? What kind of bowling do they do? Do they have like three fast bowlers and two spinners or do they have like four spinners? So that, you know, you got to prepare accordingly. And that influences the batting composition as well because then you have like two guys who bat right at the top who are really good at hitting, like hitting the ball to all parts of the ground. But then you have other players or other batters in the team whose only role is to kind of like knock the ball around and just like run one, two, and just give strike to the other guy who can kind of hit the ball out Slap of Slap hitter almost. Yes. To get it, in, get it in play. So I have a question though about, so the bowler, is there cheating in cricket? Like, can you put yeah. foreign objects on a ball? Wow, this is a great question. This is a great question, Emmanuel. Like sandpaper? Like this is all baseball. How many steroid, how many steroid herrings have there been in cricket? Yeah, exactly. Cricket, I, oh, I, over I don't under, think there's been any... Over under the amount of steroid hearings in baseball. <laughs> there was one very famous one involving an Australian cricketer, I would say, in the late 90s. Um, but every other part of cheating or scandal in cricket is more related to changing the condition of the ball. Right. And it hasn't necessarily to do anything to do with the player themselves. Um I, I, I don't know, Emmanuel, if you did any research because Sandpaper was actually very recent in cricket. He did. Uh, okay. There's no way he so knew to was, ask that question. He was leading you. I'm just asking questions. There was a scandal involving Sandpaper uh, a few years ago when an Australian team was playing the South Africans in South Africa. And again, right? So there's this theory going around in cricket that for a long time, that for many decades, uh, the game was loaded in favor of the batters, right? So if you were a bowler, you just knew that you're going to get smashed. You just knew it. It was very predictable. So what some teams would do to, in their mind to address the balance, they would try to change the condition of the ball so it's more favorable. The Australian cricketers got very creative. They had a piece of sandpaper, which they shoved in their underwear, this is one player. They essentially assigned one player to have the sandpaper. And again, you have cameras all around the ground. And mm. this is pretty ballsy. But he thought he could really pull this off. And so whenever you know the bowler would bowl and then he would get the ball back, this player would kind of go up to him and, you know, like, yeah, you're doing well. And then he would get the ball. 
and he would take this piece of sandpaper and rub rub it on the ball to change the condition because this is the thing about cricket and it's very unique rules the ball is considered very sacred it's very you know you don't defile it right because the condition of the ball can influence the outcome of a game so there are very specific rules as, as far as how often can you change the ball in the middle of a game so doing that is a very big no no so this was caught on camera and the umpires were not aware. They were showing this on the big screen. Everybody's seeing it. And this guy thought, well, first he had it in his pocket. And then he was like very sneakily like putting it in his underwear. And guess what? The cameras captured that too. Oh, Wait. nice. Wait. It was. So he took sandpaper and then put it down his mm-hmm. pants. So how did he get the right. sandpaper on the ball? Did he put the ball down his pants next? Like what? how did this? How did this? It's, it's, it's a piece of sandpaper. I'm imagining him having the sandpaper in his pants and then him sticking a, a cricket ball down his pants in the middle, of the, like, middle of the stadium, it, just like, it looks weird on camera, but you know. Right, no, it it was it looked like a block, like a very small block. Oh, he went the block. Sandpaper. I was thinking like the paper, you know, like a... Like a, a no, it, it wasn't a, a piece of paper because that would have been really, really hard to watch. Oh, so I was, I was picturing an extension cord coming on in the field and him having uh, plugging it in. Yes, <laughs> no, that would have been real ballsy. <laughs> that was a huge scandal, by the way, because Australian sporting culture is very, very unique in that they pride themselves on their sportsmanship. Right. And so this became a huge scandal, even politically. The prime minister of Australia essentially condemned the players and said, you've brought wow. disgrace to the country wow. because this game was going on in South Africa. So those three players who were involved, including the captain, they were sent back home. They had tearful press conferences and they were banned for a year. They were banned oh, yeah. from like, leadership. Yeah. Wow. They took they take that kind of stuff very seriously. Wow. So, yes, that, those kind of scandals are more those kind of cheating uh, incidents are more common in cricket where they try to change the condition of the ball. We've had our fair share of match fixing scandals where players try oh. to give some information to the bookies. Um, yeah, so we we have our share of scandals. Cricket, for all it's it, it's called the gentleman's game for some reason, yeah. uh, but these days you wouldn't think so. There's a lot of it's it, the game has changed a lot. In the last few decades. Okay, so this is going to be very important for Trudeau. Oh God, here we go. Is there is there a leaderboard or like a a um, kind of ranking of the teams, and then you have kind of a world championship at the end? Yes. So there are player rankings. Reason why uh, there reason there are rankings for batters. There are ranking for bowlers. There are rankings for each format. You know, best uh-huh. test players, best one day players, best T twenty players, and then. Same thing applies for teams. Best test team, and you know, for each format, there there are rankings. So this could be our next bigger big baller bucket. No, no. <laughs> Why not? We're not going to bet on cricket on this podcast on a biweekly basis. <laughs> Come on, because I don't I'm have knowledge. time to watch eight hours straight of cricket. I am sorry. <laughs> oh no, five I'm days. Kidding. Kidding. Watch, <laughs> you can watch a short form, which I, lasts only four hours. I do actually have you que- have a question for you because, like, I am interested in cricket now. I now that I've learned a little bit about it, and I'm going to say this right now, and I'm sorry to Mikey Almeida for saying this. Cricket already far better than baseball. Do you agree? I'm already. Hooked. I'm already. I'm already hooked. It's already way, way better than baseball. baseball. By the sixth inning in baseball, I'm bored out of my mind, Even- and I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm completely. Listen, you, you, I will recommend you guys and your listeners if they if you want to give cricket a go, check with me first. Like, 
I will yeah. tell you. So there are two. Um, so you know, obviously, international cricket is a big, you know, the biggest and is the oldest form of cricketing competitions. But nowadays, essentially, because people don't have much time, they only want to watch the short form. Uh, there are Premier Leagues, right? So the Indian Premier League is probably like one of the most expensive and big name leagues in the country. So I'm sorry, in the world. So the Indian Premier League, also known as IPO, its brand value is $6.3 billion. It's pretty good. And in terms of viewership, uh, they set a record recently with 31.57 million people who tuned in. Wait, wait, how and many? 30? 31.57. Okay, so my, I, okay, this is off topic, but my daughter and her boyfriend oh, danced in the, the self plug. And they had 33 million viewers watching <laughs> them dance. So I just want to. Okay, world of dance. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be an episode of We Got Balls podcast <laughs> if Emmanuel did not use the time to self-promote something of his own. Yeah, you got to do it. That's what podcasts are for. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, now, now, Emmanuel, you did ask earlier about, you know, is there a bad boy of cricket? There yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I want to know. There's a very famous bad boy of cricket. Until recently, he was the captain of the Indian cricket team. Yeah. But there was a fair share of, you know, backroom politics and... You know, all the drama that happens in, you know, sports teams. Uh, he left captaincy and he's just like a regular player now. Uh, you also mentioned him. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned him, but, you know, in the previous uh, episode where you guys plugged the last wicket, uh, one of you attempted to say Virat Kohli. Um, so <laughs> you might, was that you or Mikey? It wasn't me. <laughs> that was Mikey. It was, it was Mikey. It was probably Mikey. Throw okay. Mikey under so the bus. So he's the highest paid cricketer. And, you know, you guys were talking about, like, you know, how much they get paid because of these leagues in India is the Indian Premier League. In Australia, it's called the Big Bash League. Oh. These kind of leagues are where oh. the money is. The It's where the money is. So Virat Kohli, for instance, he's the highest paid cricketer. Uh, so including his base salary and endorsements, he earns about $28 million a year. Um, I think, good. if I'm not mistaken, it's... His net worth is about $140 million. And this is like, he's like the only cricketer in the highest paid athletes list is, by Forbes. Is it mostly endorsement money or is it a lot of sal like salary? It, What's the breakdown of that? It's mostly endorsement. So right, uh, so $28 million, four of that is really from his, as a player, $4 million, his base salary. Then from his endorsements, he has endorsements with like Audi, Puma. I think he was even like endorsing Google at a point. Uh, so yeah, cricketers earn a lot of money. I'm telling you. So wait, wait, um, wait. I, ha I have to comment on this because I did do a bit of research and I work at Google. We do have gosh. a cricket, a Googler. It's called a Google, a Google Cricket Club, and it's a Google okay. Cricketers Club that basically follows all the cricket uh, games and all the matches. So I'm actually going to join that club. Now. I'm going to be part of that. Now you should. I can't. Well, I can't just just walk away from that. He is. You said the the Indian Premier League is like the highest one, but you said there's a called a league called the Big Bash League, and I don't give a shit what else there is. <laughs> the Big Bash League is a league I want to watch because that league sounds badass. They've got some great gimmicks on there. It's a lot of fun, and that's like the Premier League for Australian cricket. Um, so, Indian the Indian cricketing audience get the Indian Premier League in Australia is a Big Bash. Um, I think. In New Zealand, it's called Super Smash. Hell yeah. Um, I like in, this already. In England, it's called the Super Blast. It, it, there's a lot of good names for all these competitions. 
Anyway, I got a comment. So, uh, Mikey, who's joined us, you've come at a perfect time. There was a quote, you will watch this afterwards, where Trudeau said that he now thinks cricket uh, far exceeds the excitement of baseball. It does. Far. So, Mikey, maybe we can introduce you to the uh, one of our co-hosts as well, Mikey Almeida. Hey, Mikey. Okay. Hi, Benny. I'm sorry that you've had to be with these two and babysit them for however long. I hope you're getting paid more than the cricket guys to have to deal with it. I've literally been on for four minutes, and I already heard Emmanuel bragging that he works at Google. He does it every single show. Wait, Mikey, Next, he plugged his before, he uh, plugged he too. plugged Luke and Gentleman before that, so don't worry. He's on a roll today. Now, I would have to care what Trudeau thinks <laughs> to even <laughs> go on to that. I respect cricket. I think that their ball players would be amazing baseball players, probably better than most of our baseball players. We we get, you know, international cricketers or cricket teams will get a lot of people from the MLB and they get them as coaches, right? So they essentially train cricketers on their hitting or even their catching. So there's a lot of good collaboration between baseball and cricket so i actually had a question on my sheet and i'm glad you brought this went down this avenue so in your opinion benny if you took a baseball player or baseball players and converted them to play cricket or converted cricket players to play baseball which one would have more success Ooh, bash baseball baseball. do it just bash baseball cricket all day right It's hard to say. That's actually a very good question. I would say, see, the, the thing about cricketers is you play for eight hours a day for five days at a time. Guess what? You've got a lot of physical and mental stamina. Yeah. Um, baseball, I feel like, you know, you bat for a bit and then you take a break and then you're going to, you know, have someone else give them a go. In cricket, you're on the field all the time, eight hours a day. So you really, I, I would say probably that uh, cricketers would probably make an easier transition than baseball players. Yeah, would. and also, base- I don't think baseball players would last for five days. Absolutely no. not, not even ten minutes. They <laughs> baseball has a position called a designated hitter, and they're all like three hundred pounders, and they just come off the bench, just swing the bat a few times, trot around right. the bases. They don't even play the field. Come on, what is this? Right, you're gonna go and sit in in the dugout, and someone else is the designated person is running around. But in cricket, you're you're there. Let's say you're you're batting for about four hours, right? If you're a good batter, let's say you bat through in the one-day format of the game. Let's say you bat from the beginning to the end. So you're batting for four hours. Guess what? You're gonna come back on the field for another four hours. And sometimes they play in the heat. They're playing in South Africa, they're playing in India. It's hot. There are people who get like heat stroke. You know, players who get heat stroke and they just need to be carried off the field, they play in some really harsh conditions. So it's I wouldn't say anybody can just kind of be like, oh, I can be a cricketer. I can do this. It takes a lot out of you. Even if you're an amateur cricketer, you if you go and play in one of the fields, like here in the US, they play a lot of club games, where I'm at at least. And if you've you if you haven't been physically active, right, you go for 10 minutes, you're gonna be winded. You're you'll be like trying to catch your breath because it's a very deceptively physical game. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And I do, I'm curious, like, so baseball, I just want to compare baseball to cricket because Mikey is a diehard baseball fan and I want to get under his skin for first and foremost. But baseball, when I go to baseball games, it's, it's, it's fun. Like you're kind of in the stands. People aren't really paying attention. You're having a beer, having a hot dog, whatever. It's kind of very relaxed atmosphere. 
And I'm curious, like, if you're at a cricket match, like in a real cricket match, maybe the IPL, right? What is the atmosphere like in the stands? Is it rowdy? Are people excited? Or is it more reserved, you know, buttoned up and relaxed? So this is one of the best parts about watching cricket anywhere in the world, right? Let's say you go to India. The atmosphere in India will be different from the atmosphere in a place like England. Now, England is known for their tradition, right? There are players who will come in formal attire, you know, the full jacket, tie, and everything. And these uh, and these are probably members of a club, and they've been following the game for decades. So when you watch a game in England, typically, especially the five-day game, the five-day version, they will, uh, if let's say a batter hits a shot to the rope, right? The boundary, it's called a boundary. Uh, these guys will just be very polite and clap, right? So think about like 1920s, 1930s, or even like Victorian England. It's very prim and proper. Now, if you go to a place like Australia. Like the Bash League. The big Bash League. Hell they're yeah. all boozed up. These guys are rowdy. They they are they're, don't have any shirts on. They're sloshed. They're having one beer in their hand. And they're just like, they don't even know what's going on in the game, but they're just cheering for everything. And some of these games have, you know, like the broadcasters will kind of get the fans involved and they'll try to have like this competition going. So when a batter hits the ball over the ropes, if one of the spectator catches the ball, he gets a lot of money. There are people in Australia who are flat out drunk and they just like with one beer in their hand without even dropping it, they'll just like stick out their hand and catch the ball. (laughs) Yes. Will Will they throw it back? Well, they have to. They yeah. Have to. Okay. You got to respect the ball. Like I said, you have to respect the you ball. Respect the ball. You, it's not, respect, you have to give it back. It's not like baseball. You're throwing balls in the stand left and right all willy nilly. Oh no, no, you can't. You know they will have security guards chase you down and get the ball back. So, so was there ever like a little kid that caught the ball and it took off? They, does that ever happen? That happens once in a while. And yeah. what you're they're kids. You can't you can't beat a kid up. What is some um, not anymore? Uh, Emmanuel, Mikey, what are your guys' feelings on giving balls to kids? Like, if you're at a baseball game and catch one, because I was at a, a Celtics game and I caught a shirt the other day when I went to the Celtics game. Wow! Yeah, I was with him. Like he was with me. Mike, Mikey goes he ripped it out of a little kid's hand. Mikey and goes, his dad. He goes, you should give it to that kid. And I'm like, hell no, this is my shirt. What are you talking about? I don't know. the kid down. Is that what well? Mikey we bought? have. You know, in cricket, at the end of the game, sometimes they'll have like a kid and they'll they'll give the ball to like a kid and be like, here you go, you know, whatever. Oh, but end. during the game, no, you can't. Okay. That ball is needed. And uh, they're very particular about that. And I So another thing I'm curious about is so with baseball, like you've seen a big shift and Mikey can attest to this. You know, and I don't like it as a baseball, a semi-baseball fan, is that everyone's just going for the fences now. Everyone's swinging for home runs. It's either strikeout or home run at this point in baseball. No one's getting hits. No one's getting on bases. In cricket, has there been any shift to being like, I want big, powerful guys. I want to swing for the fence because it's worth six points or at least three points if you can get it under the fence or hit hit the wall. So is there, a, is there more of a focus on getting to that wall and getting the big number points? Or is it more like, let's get some slap hits and let's run run back and forth? Well, again, it depends on the format of the game, right? So when you have like a five-day game, you don't really need the big hitters because you have all the time in the world. You're going to be on the field for 30 hours. You have literally <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all the hey. time. <laughs> hey, Mikey, Mikey, I asked the question, can you have pee breaks in between? Because I heard that you couldn't. Can you oh, imagine? God. But you can. Apparently you can. But there is a rule that if you're not on the field in time as a bowler, 
no, as a, a batter, batter, then you can be out. So you do have to have your your you have to be ready. You can't just be in the washroom. Yeah. To be clear, if baseball players were smart, they would use cricket as their summer workout. Because I don't know if you guys saw the backup catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, where Emmy's from. He yeah. couldn't even cut it with cricket for like four no. minutes yeah, <laughs> at the most, and he's getting paid millions of dollars to play listen, a kid's in sport. cricket. You're catching without gloves on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll be out in the field. A ball is coming like, let's say, 60, 70 miles an hour at you. And it's a small speck, right? It's hit high in the air. And the whole stadium is, they've got their eyes on you. And half of them want you to catch it. Half of them want you to drop it. And your players are going to be really mad at you if you drop it. And there's all that pressure. And here's a small thing. And it's coming right at you. And you have to catch it with your bare hands. And that's a really hard ball. And Mikey... Apparently, it weighs this. It's the same weight as a, a white cottontail rabbit. So you know, <laughs> just to let you know. Hey, hey specific, but yes, Benny, I did have a question for you. What's the best rivalry in cricket? So, uh, so there are different levels of cricket, right? So there's international cricket where the different uh, teams from different countries play, and then there's the Premier Leagues where it's more state-based or city-based. So in international cricket, the biggest rivalry is between India and Pakistan. They have like a billion people uh, who are invested in this because it's like a religion in India, especially whenever there's any kind of loss. Let's say if Pakistan defeated India in a in a game, and it doesn't have to be a World Cup game. It, it doesn't have to have any stakes, any high stakes. If that happens, it's kind of like how in soccer in England, you know, people lose their shit. So people break their television sets. People commit suicide. Oh, um, there is that like is the level of insanity. A legitimate stat that like when teams lose in soccer in England, like domestic violence goes up. It's stupid. Yeah. Correct. It is similar in India too, by the way. So that's the dark side of it. But that's the level of rivalry. If India lost to a team like New Zealand or England, it'll be like, all right, well played. You can't lose to Pakistan. Now that's a matter of national honor. So that's the that's how it's amped up. And players feel the pressure. Players have had their homes attacked. You know, people stone their houses if they don't do well. Who who's the best team in the world, like international wise? What's what's what squad has the best best team? Would it be so India all, overall across the three formats, or are you talking about like each format? Uh, internet, like what's the most common format for international play? I would say right now would be like the shortest form of the game, which is called twenty twenty, which they play for four hours. Right, it's all wrapped up in four hours. Uh, in that format of the game, right now, the current world champions are Australia. Mm. Uh, I would argue they're not the best team, though. They just happen to win the games at crucial junctures enough enough times to win the World Cup. But uh, I would say on a consistent basis, it's probably a team like England, um, a team like Pakistan. They're very good. And New Zealand. These teams are really, are really good in the shortest format of the game. India is very good in the longest form, you know, okay. where it's five days. Yeah. They're really good at that. What's the difference? Like why, what makes you good at short versus long form? So in short, now you had a question earlier about like, what, what is a shift towards, right? Are they, do they want players who hit the ball to all parts of the ground or do they just okay. want players in test cricket, which is a five day version, you can knock the ball around, right? So, so India has a lot of good players who can kind of keep blocking, 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 and then get the ones and the twos. Right. And they're really good at that. Now, in the shortest format of the game, you need really athletic and really strong hitters. That's where the Australians are good at. That's where the English are good at. They've got the guys who can hit the ball 
out of the stadium. Mm. And they've got very athletic people who can like run, they can like fly and catch the ball, stop the ball. So these are the different things which differentiate the teams. Hey. Uh, fun fact. Okay. Fun oh fact. God, it's go. not going to be fun. Canada has hosted many India and Pakistani one day cricket matches in Toronto. I did not know this. It was called the Sahara Cup. Uh, yeah. It used to be back in the 90s because the reason for that is uh, India and Pakistan would not play each other in their own countries Correct. because of political Correct. tensions. Exactly. So Canada was like, well, Being why don't nice you guys country. come over here? We're nice guys, right? We're nice guys, right? The whole country so, is behind them. So we're nice right. guys. So the teams would go there and play a series of five games. And yeah, they used to do that once a year or once every couple of years, I think. I'm signing up for a cricket match in Canada. There's Cricket Canada. I, I would pay your dues. If you sign up for a cricket league and send us the footage, I will pay your dues to I play. I will go. I am going to go. What am I? I'm already part of the Googler cricket club I'm joining. I'm oh, going to yeah. join it now, so I'm going to at least watch a game, and I'm going to go to one of the games, okay? <laughs> ben, the Sahara Cup in Canada, where there is no desert in Canada. It's friggin' cold. Now, the good thing about Canada, if you played in Canada, if you did it in the winter at negative 20 degrees, then you basically, the ball would bounce a lot, lot further because it's it's permafrost. So it that bounces on the ground a little further, I think. That game wouldn't even happen because oh, okay, okay. cricket is a game where if it rains, if it drizzles, they stop. <laughs> You're not going to get any any game played in that kind of conditions. There's only Benny. three days in Canada that are good weather. So why Canada would offer, I do not know. But anyway, that's another story. Benny, if you were Emmanuel's coach, where would you play him on the field? Yeah, yeah. No, he already chose Ooh. it. Oh, no, well, we already talked about this now. at the beginning. Who would I be? I would be the twelfth man, Mikey. Yes. Just say that. Don't say anything else, guys. I'm the twelfth man, <laughs> Mikey. The twelfth man basically is the telephone between the coach and the players. <laughs> he carries drinks to the field. He also carries drinks. That's... Carries drinks and instructions from the coach. It's perfect. He'd be great at it. <laughs> but it's necessary. But guess what? To... If a player gets injured, the twelfth man has got to have to run around the field. Come to save the day. God, God help us if <laughs> exactly someone gets hurt on that on that pitch. I'm um, getting a t-shirt made 12th man in cricket. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Well, we have a, we're going to go through a few more questions and get out of here, but I do have one question. So like if you're trying, if you're a scout or a coach and you want to build a good cricket team and you're identifying young, talented players, you want to find raw players who are going to be good at the game. What do you look for? Cause like if I want to find a basketball player, I'm looking for someone who's tall, maybe lean football player, I want someone who's a little bit more stockier and larger. If I want to find a young prospect, what type of person or body or whatever, like skills that I'm looking for? Now it differs because each country has their own cricketing culture, so to speak. So in, in Asian countries, right? So this is where like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, they are more flair driven. They look for a spark. A lot of young kids these days, what they do is they upload videos of themselves on YouTube and try to get famous. It's like short, like 30 second, 60 second clips of them just displaying their skills. Guess what? It works. There are like scouts who, who view this video. And if it goes viral, Mikey, Mikey there's hope for you. You can be a TikToker. You can <laughs> be only a in Asian TikToker. countries, though. Hey, hey I'll tell you this right now. I wouldn't be the 12th man like a manual or whatever. <laughs> so I'm already <laughs> feeling good about myself. But that kind play. of self-promotion, right? If they see a spark in you, if they see you have the flair, that's really what they're looking for. They're looking for something that's 
not textbook, right? Because something that cannot be coached, if you have the raw talent and then they can mold it, that's what they look for. Now, that's very different in a country like England or Australia, where everything is a lot more structured. They have like different levels of coaching structure, a lot of academies. Everything is like drilled into you. Like, how do you stand? How do you hold the bat? It's all very heavily coached. So in those cases, they're really looking for players who go by the book. And so it's very dramatic differences in cultures. Okay, so this is a skill testing question to see if Mikey actually did his research. So speaking about, okay, so are there rules, be very clear, are there rules in cricket? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I don't know shit you? about cricket. That's why I came. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Are you kidding? So <laughs> I got told the no cricket rules. guy was coming and I was excited to show up. <laughs> I rushed here from work. And all I hear is your stupid questions, <laughs> not even letting <laughs> poor Benny explain more and more about it. Yeah. So and to Mikey, I heard just, that there's no rules. I heard that there's laws. Emmanuel is Emmanuel fake news Pacheco tonight with all this nonsense. <laughs> Mikey, his this second question was, can the players piss? That's where we start the podcast today. So we apologize for listeners. That's very true. No. <laughs> The only I, cricket I, I, Emmanuel is going to play is behind a strip mall, <laughs> you know, with like five drunk people he found and four well, other four homeless people. What if you had a question last time uh, during the previous episode where you asked, do cricket teams have mascots? Yes, they do yeah. have mascots. Oh. Um, not at the international level, because again, international cricket has been going on for 170, 80 years now. Uh, but in the shortest format of the game, which only started back in 2002, so it's only like 20 years old. Uh, that's where they're trying to get like the younger viewers. They're trying to get more women involved, more children involved. So they have like mascots for those. And those are in like in the Premier Leagues, like in the Big Bash or in the Indian Premier League. Uh, so yes, to answer that question, they do have mascots in cricket. I do have one question I want to ask Benny because Benny seems like an optimistic, great guy. Benny, who's the team you absolutely can't stand? Or like a player Ooh. that you absolutely hate. Like you're like, I cannot get behind that guy. Or a woman, Listen, whatever. <laughs> I I have a podcast where I'm trying to get people to come on my show from different countries and different teams. So let me see if I can choose an answer which does not, you know, rule out me trying to get a really good guest on. Mm. Um, I think I can safely say the one team that I, it varies, right? It's seasonal. Right now, I'm a diehard Indian cricket team fan. Uh, so one of the biggest rivals for India, like I mentioned, is Pakistan. Uh, I don't think there's any team. I feel like I've matured. Maybe 20 years ago, if you had asked me this question, I would say, oh, Pakistan. Like, I cannot see Pakistan win. Or even Australia, for that matter, because they would just bully every other team. But now I'm older, wiser, and I feel like I've toned down on I can't stand them. I can appreciate a good game. Is this a good diplomatic answer? You're doing great. I think you're going to win the presidential (laughs) debate after this. Keep going. (laughs) So, yeah, I I can appreciate every team. I would say dislike in the slightest would probably be a team like England and Australia. But it really is more out of respect because they're really good teams and they win a lot. So I, you know, I don't mind if they lose more than they win. I think you successfully navigated that minefield. (laughs) You made everyone sound great. You're like, I hate them because they're fantastic. So I do have one really important question before we get out of here. I think you did an excellent job, Benny, and I appreciate you coming on. You really sold the game of cricket to us, and I I understand it more than I have ever understood it, and I am actually genuinely interested in checking out cricket now that I understand the game and watching it for myself. So if you're an American 
watch or whoever, but let's just focus on America. Let's listen to this podcast. How do we get cricket? Like, where can we find the game and, and watch it ourselves? Uh, so let me do a little bit of self-promotion here. So the last cricket podcast, right? Now, it's a great podcast. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm not going to start by telling don't listen to my podcast. But here's the thing. So we, we get really technical, right? So if you don't understand anything about the game and you start listening to the podcast and you may feel like, oh, wait, I don't understand this. So what I suggest, you can follow me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the real Benny Man. Um, so that's where I kind of make it a little bit more simplistic. And if people ask me questions, I can answer that. But otherwise, a great starting point. If you're interested in cricket, here's what you would do. Rather than follow international games, I would suggest start following like the Big Bash League, that's for Steven, uh, the Indian Premier League. These are these Premier League teams. These have, you know, all these teams have like star players. They recruit overseas players for their teams. It's very high quality cricket. It's also the shortest forum. So you're not investing five days and don't discourage yourself, right? So you have four hours. You can watch these games. So look up Indian Premier League or look up Big Bash League. You can watch, you can start by just like looking it up on YouTube. Like they have like packaged highlights they have like anywhere between six to ten minute highlights uh so just check those out the more you watch you'll kind of get an understanding of what the game is about now i, I don't know why i'm doing a plug for reddit but reddit has a good cricket page uh, a good cricket uh subreddit and they have they do a great job for anyone who has any questions about cricket no snark they do a good job of explaining it uh there are some great videos that you could watch um netflix actually had a very good uh, i don't know if you guys have ever seen this but netflix there's a series on netflix called explained where yeah that's a different topic which is explained in each episode so there was an episode on cricket which kind of explains the rules in a very good attractive way so check that out it's called explained and it has an episode on cricket you can find it on youtube as well but I overall that's okay research <laughs> So that was your research watching Netflix. <laughs> but overall, if you're interested in cricket, uh, give me a follow. Ask me any questions if you don't understand. Go on Reddit, follow the cricket subreddit page. There are people who, there who explain the rules very well. Uh, and check out YouTube. Check out clips of the Indian Premier League, Big Bash. Uh, there's a new season of the Indian Premier League starting in uh, the month of May. If you guys want to like start watching, I can like give you you know suggestions on which team to follow which players to look out for and i think that's a great starting point uh for getting into cricket follow all those things and especially follow the last wicket podcast it's on spotify apple Podcasts. it's pretty much everywhere you get your podcast that's benny's podcast right and if you love cricket or you want to get into it more listen to this guy he sounds great on the mic knows he's talking about and it's a fun <laughs> listen so please check that out well we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today I had a great time, learned a ton. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Ha, 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 ha.